Well, hey, welcome everyone to a brand new segment here on Left to Straight Radio. Bent Cinema is here, hosted by my friend in studio with me, Mr. Nathan Fox. I'll be popping in to chat with Nathan a couple of times a month or so as we explore the captivating world of film and storytelling as seen through the lens of Nathan. Nathan, welcome aboard. How you doing, sir? Oh, thank you for having me, Scott. This is your forte. I mean, just a little background from what I've learned. Nate's a mastermind behind the celebrated Nate the World website. If you haven't checked it out yet, we'll give the link at the end here. In his upcoming segments, Nate will dive deep into the heart of cinema, exploring its artistry, cultural impact, and the myriad of ways it shapes our understanding of the world. Each episode will be a journey guided by Nathan. He's a seasoned movie reviewer, insightful blogger, and thought-provoking essayist. With his unique perspective and rich experience in the realm of film, Nathan brings to life the stories behind the stories, dissecting blockbuster hits, underrated gems, and everything in between. So whether you're a cinephile like us or just curious about the world of movies, join us here in the Left of Straight Network for Bent Cinema with Nathan Box. Nathan, take it away, my friend. Well, Scott, thanks for having me, and thanks for the really warm introduction. Uh, For this, uh, for our inaugural section here, I chose a documentary called 26.2 to Life. Uh, Anyone uh, familiar with the term 26.2, that is the uh, length of a marathon. This is a documentary that I had the opportunity to see this summer at the Seattle International Film Festival. And, you know, the way that film festivals work, I just could not make uh, the schedule work in my uh, in my favor to go see this film, uh, but had an opportunity to catch it here at the end of the year. Uh, really excited about this film. And uh, I do think if it is not uh, nom- nominated for Best Documentary at the Oscars this year, it will definitely uh, be on the short list of films that are nominated who are living behind the walls of San Quentin State Prison. All three of these men are sentenced to life in prison for murder, and they really undertake this year-long journey uh, to slowly build up to running a marathon. And along the way, we get to know these prisoners and their backstories and get to really know who they are. Um, In a lot of ways, the structure of this film is sort of formulaic for a documentary film. Um, There were only so many approaches I think filmmakers could have taken for a film such as this. Um, It was either introduce us to the characters and then sort of Uh, give us their backstory and show us the marathon or the training for the marathon. Uh, In this film, they chose to sort of reverse that and begin with the training and then have us meet uh, the characters and their sort of uh, road to redemption. Also uh, their, their training. There is, uh, there is one uh, inmate who we spend a lot of time with. His name is Markel Taylor. Uh, and his road to redemption is uh, really a beautiful thing to watch. Some things that struck me about this film is, uh, you know, I think there's a there's a debate to have uh, debate to be had about uh, the prison system in the United States. One of the stats they throw out 
quite often this film or sort of services and underlying for the film is that uh, the United States has about 5% of the world's uh, population, but about 25% of the world's prison population. Our prison system is not set up as one uh, that is reforming people. It is more punitive-based. Um, and this sort of this film sort of asks the question, what if inside prison walls we were giving people something to strive to, something to train for? These prisoners are also, you know, working on GED classes. They're running a local, they're running in a, a newspaper or a blog inside the, inside the prison walls. So we really get a sense of what would uh, Reformation uh, look like. And that's one of the things that really, really uh, struck me. Also, I think, you know, from movies and television, we have this idea of what life behind prison walls looks like. And I was really struck behind by the friendship uh, between this group, between their volunteer coaches who are coming in and helping them out. Um, I was also struck about, struck by, you know, them owning the things that they did wrong and wanting to rise above that and be better than that. Their support system inside and outside of the prison walls was something really beautiful to watch. Um, watch watching Markel, who I mentioned earlier, watching his story. Um, Markel is probably the fastest guy in their group. He is uh, he runs the mar uh, the prison marathon in a little over three hours. And when we say prison marathon, they are actually running. Uh, around the yard of their prison, so they are, you know, dodging other inmates. They are moving from uh, field to uh, concrete and back again, and it is basically a hundred laps around this yard uh, to to train for this marathon. But Mark Hill does it, and Mark Hill is also uh, the first of the group that gets out of prison. And thanks to some help and sponsorship from some of the coaches, is able to run uh, the Boston Marathon and actually does quite well. So um, Markel sort of serves as an example of what this program does very well. And we sort of close this film with this idea of what would this, uh, what would a program like this uh, look like at other prisons? And we get a little sense uh, because they have they've uh, they spread this program to a uh, prison here in Washington State. So overall, I really really enjoyed this documentary. I think it um, it adds to the conversation about prison reform and things that we might do differently. It also centers these stories, uh, centers what forgiveness and reformation might look like and uh, again i think it is a film when it comes to the oscars it will probably be shortlisted if not outright nominated uh for best documentary so i highly recommend it i give it a four out of five stars and uh i think you should seek it out uh when it comes to a streaming service near you I like that. I mean, it was very interesting to me. I mean, a couple of things, really, points that really drove home to me was the shoes. They're given these shoes to run in, but they're not theirs. They're the property of the state, and they can only have 
the shoes while they're running, then they have to turn them back in. They don't own these shoes. They can only use them while they're practicing or running this, running their time there. That was insane to me. Yeah, the shoes, and there was another moment shortly after they began their actual marathon uh, when the prison goes into lockdown and all uh, inmates need to get down on the ground and sit. And this is occurring while they're still being timed, while they're still trying to run this marathon. And it's sort of the shoes and that sort of serve as a reminder that prison life doesn't stop uh, at all, that they are still, you know, wards of the state and uh, life sort of has to go on, even though that they're, you know, been training and training and training for this, this arduous journey. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you said, it happened those two times. And I, the two two good examples to show that because I mean, you don't want people thinking that it's that it's like a holiday in prison there, right? I mean, they get that that this is right. this they're still serving hard time. Like you said, the shoes they don't own, and then if there, anything happens anywhere in the prison, not just out in the yard where they're at, they have to sit on the ground and they can't go anywhere until the, an all clear is given. So it's very much shows that that's still prison life, exactly. Now, I thought yeah. that Tommy 1 and Tommy 2 was, like, heartbreaking. Um, I think it showed, I thought that was a well um, well part put in there where they talked about the family life of one of these lifers that isn't getting out anytime soon. Yeah, Tommy's story is particularly heartbreaking because, uh, you know, he has a son who his entire life he has missed out on and the son actually shows up to prison to confront him and say exactly that and uh the father the inmate admits as much that i i've missed your life and that's because of selfish decisions on uh my part and there's sort of you know his son walks into prison wanting to confront his father about these things and walks out really understanding the man, uh, maybe with a tinge or a little bit of forgiveness. Um, yeah, that's one of the more beautiful and poignant moments in the film. It's a reminder that life on the outside doesn't stop and that um, these decisions that land people in prison, and in particularly a prison like San Quentin, uh, these are really selfish decisions, uh, and they uh, don't harm just you. There is a mother and a father, and there are there's wives and children and lots of people um, who depend on you and want you to be safe, who you've hurt and um, by your actions. And so, I that's one of the more poignant and heartfelt moments of the documentary and one of those things that documentary film does uh does really well and why it always will strike an emotional chord is because we're talking about the real lives of people not imagined lives that these are the real lives of people and i think the three i mean the three choices they made, I thought, were very well done. I mean, you have three totally different stories. Uh, you have the one with the running aspect that's that's the theme that carries all the way through, and there's a redemption for him in the running. 
for Tommy, you kind of have the redemption. He's not going to get out of prison. He's definitely a lifer, but he has that redemption moment with his son, and he has a good moment at the end. And then you have Rashawn, who actually has an artistic streak in him, and uh, so he's doing positive in the prison that way as well. So I just thought they picked three very strong stories to show three three different aspects of prison life. I thought it worked very well. Yeah, and I think I think that everything you just mentioned highlights a really big point. Like we are the sum total or we are more than the sum total of our worst decisions and our worst days, right? Like we are we are multifaceted human beings and we contain multitudes and we can be runners and we can be artistic and we can be writers and we can be fathers and we can be family members more than just uh, prisoners. They are human beings with hopes and dreams and aspirations. And the coaches there that are investing their time in these inmates may be for some I know I don't necessarily think for the three that are featured, but for many of prisoners, I assume uh, these are the first people in a long time who have looked them in the face and said, I believe in you. I see your potential and I think we can rise above your past mistakes. And I just think that's that's really beautiful and a lesson for all of us to, to hold on to. Well said, my friend. Well, Nate Box, I'm excited to have you as part of the Left of Straight uh, Radio Network. Like I said, uh, amazing blog. I want you to give your website so they can see you. You talk not just about movies, but you do essays about life and you have some beautiful photography there and everything. So let everyone know your website and where they can follow you on social media if you have a social media handle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my website is natetheworld.com, and uh, all social handles are natetheworld. So please uh, follow along, read along. I love talking about films and writing, and this is uh, this is one of those things that I do. If I if I could do anything in the world, it would be doing this all the time. So uh, come join the conversation. We'd love to have you. There you go. We are lucky to have you guys. If you have a film to recommend to Nate, yeah, he's got an email address here. It's uh, Nathan at leftofstraightradio.com. You can email Nathan and give him any suggestions or any feedback on any of the films we have. Nathan will be on some time to time as he has time in his busy schedule with his work and with his own blog. We'll get him here as often as we can. And, uh, if you want to sponsor the segment, we're always looking for sponsors, too. So if you if you want to be a part of this, be sure to reach out to Nathan or myself here at Left of Trade Radio. We'd love to have you. Nathan, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. And that is the first edition of Bent Cinema right here on the Left of Trade Radio Network. We'll see you next time, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Left of Straight Show. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributor and please give us a five-star rating so more listeners can find us. You can follow us on social media and be sure to check out our website, www.leftofstraightradio.com for contests and other news and information. See you next week.